Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tony, your host, Tony. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have no, 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 no fucking, um, I don't want to review this, I really don't, but, um, the Lord was forcing me, no, it's not, but, I just, I have to get it over with, anyways, yeah, ooh, we're back at it again, this week we are really going to be reviewing the horrible, 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 horrible CW show, Supergirl, Ooh. yay, ha ha, yay, well, anyways, before we get into today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, I want to take a quick minute and thank you guys all so much for the support, it means a lot really, so keep it up, and most of all, spread the word, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell everybody, and most of all, follow us on our Instagram, at timeout underscore with underscore Tony podcast, without further ado, let's just take a look at what we got here, sit back, relax, and crack open a beer, soda, and or water, and enjoy, because this is Supergirl. Season one. Oh my god. Right, so, um, why am I reviewing this? Well, it's because it's DCTV block, and I have to fucking do it. Why? Because I, it's, it just doesn't make sense, but why would I only review Arrow and The Flash? Like, I mean, they're the only good sh two shows in this Arrowverse, but, like, aside from that, like, why would I even do it? I, truth be told, I have no, I'm, I'm bored as fuck. I ain't got nothing else to do. Anyways, um, right, 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 so, so, Supergirl. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Supergirl is a superhero TV series developed by Ali Ryder, sorry Adler, Greg Berlanti, and Andrew Kreisenberg. It aired first on the C on the CBS and later on the CW. Ran from October 26, 2015, to November 9, 2021. Based on the DC Comics character of the same name, created by Otto Binder and Alpha uh, Plastino, the series features Melissa Benoist in the title role. Supergirl is a costume superheroine who is Superman's cousin and one of the last surviving kryptonites from the planet Krypton. Starting with its second season, the show retroactively established, uh, was retroactively established to be set in the Arrowverse, sharing continuity with other television series of the franchise. Officially picked up on May 6, 2015 after receiving a series commitment in September of 2014 and received a full season order in uh, November of 2015, since the second season, the series has aired on the CW, and the show has received generally positive reviews from critics who have praised it for its creative direction, the poor performance, and some of the themes that have been addressed. So, uh, you know, there's that. Anyways, let's take a look. So, a uh, bit of a quick uh, overview. Kara Zoro was sent to Earth from Krypton as a 13-year-old by her parents, Zoro and Alora. Carl was meant to protect her infant cousin Galel, but her spacecraft was knocked off course and sent into the Phantom Zone, where it stayed for 24 years. By the time the spacecraft crash landed on Earth, Galel had grown up and become Superman. The series begins 12 years when Kara is learning to embrace her own superhuman powers as a Kryptonian and it has adopted the superheroine alias the Super uh, Supergirl. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting for now. 
Anyways, now that, now that that's been done, let's go ahead and introduce our, let's meet our main characters. First things first, you got Melissa Benoist as Carl Zorrell, aka Carl Denvers, aka Supergirl, the main character. She's a reporter, I think. I don't know. That's just how boring it was. Next up, Makad Brooks, or whatever the, f anyways, James Olsen, he's, um, Superman's best buddy, the one who takes pictures. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing here. Next up, uh, Kyler Lay as Alex Danvers, uh, Kyle Danvers' adoptive sister. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. Uh, next up, Winslow Winshot Jr., um, the comedy world of the series, I guess. I don't fucking know. Next up, David Harewood as John Johns, aka the Martian Manhunter. It's, this one's kind of self-explanatory. Kalista Flockhart as Cat Grant. She's like, she's like J. Jonah Jameson, but for Supergirl. Other recurring characters include Alora Zorel, Jeremiah Danvers, Lucy Lane, Maxwell Lord, Leslie Willis, Sam Lane, Elizabeth Danvers, Nun, the fucking big bad, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's, let's just jump into the recap. So, so, Supergirl opens up with cousins Kal-El and Karazolel being sent to Earth before Krypton's impending destruction. The planet's implosion forces, uh, car, sorry, implosion forces Kara's ship, of course, and into the Phantom Zone for 24 years before landing on Earth. Cal is now op operating as a superhero Superman in Metropolis, and this puts Kara in the care of the Danvers in National City. Flash forward 12 years later, Kara is now working at Catco Worldwide Media and reveals her powers as a vigilante. She tells her co-worker Winshaw about her secret and he starts aiding her. Her cold-hearted boss, Cat Grant, titles a vigilante as Supergirl. Alex, Kara's adoptive sister, works at the Department of Extra Normal Operations under the leadership of Hank Henshaw, investigating alien activity. Carl learns that there are hundreds of aliens on Earth, most of whom came from a prison that was run by her mother, Alora. Her actions attract the attention of an alien called Vartox, and she is unable to defeat him, although he then kills himself. James Olsen, another one of Carl's colleagues, reveals that Cal sent him to look after her, and he presents her with a new cape. Vartox Superior is revealed to be Astra Inzi, Alora's identical twin sister who wants to conquer Earth. <gasps> in an effort to put a positive image on Supergirl in the wake of a serious mishap, Kara asks Wynn and James to help her with the perfect skills, while Hank and Alex put Kara through expensive physical training. Kara learns that an alien of the Hell Gramite species who escaped from Fort Ross, Alora's prison, is on Earth and is searching for chlorine-based food. The DEO prepares an ambush for Hellgramite, but however, it escapes and kidnaps Alex and takes her to Astra, who uses Alex as a trap for Kara. As Kara and Astra fight, Hank injures Astra with a kryptonite knife and, kills, and Alex kills a Hellgramite. Learning that Kara, uh, that Kara has become more and more powerful than she had imagined and that humanity has a means of weakening Kryptonians, Astra muses that her plans may need to be postponed. Alex provided Kara with an interactive AI of Alora's consciousness. Meanwhile, Cat pressures James to get her an interview with Supergirl, and in the end, Kara agrees to the interview and prevents James from getting fired. It is also revealed that Hank might have a secret of his own when his eyes start going red. The Shinigami eyes! During an interview with Kat, Kara accidentally reveals that she is Superman's cousin, and after Kat exposes the relationship, Kara is attacked by Re uh, Reactron, 
who seeks to kill her in order to get his revenge on Superman. However, she manages to send him fleeing. He goes to Lord Technology Labs and kidnaps Maxwell Lord to get him to fix his suit. Kara later learns that a reactor meltdown uh, Superman stopped in the past killed Reactron's wife. She goes to the hideout of Reactron, identified as Ben Kroll, and manages to save Maxwell only to get badly injured by Kroll afterwards. But Superman comes in and he saves her because yes. And she gets mad at James for calling Superman for help because um, during a party cat organized, Kroll breaks in to find Supergirl while James rea distracts Reactron. Kara covers his hand in lead so that she can use it to safely remove the power core in Kroll's suit and defeat him. Kara, who has feelings for James, witnesses his ex-girlfriend Lucy Lane, also Lois Lane's younger sister, pay him a visit to restart the relationship. Ouch. Cat leaves town, entrusting her son to cart her son Carter to Cat. Sorry, Kara, a bomber, bomber, a bomber starts targeting Lord's company. On the opening night of Lord's new bullet train, Kara and the DEO find out about two bomb threats simultaneously, one at the airport and one on the train. The DEO goes out goes to the airport where Hank secretly uses his powers to deactivate the bomb. Hank goes to the train to save Carter, who is on it with the bomber. As she confronts the bomber, he claims that he is doing it for his daughter, and he requests to save the people on the train after he starts the timer, killing himself. At the DEO, Alex finds a failsafe in the bomb defused by Hank, who claimed it was just a decoy. Kara deduces that Lord was the one behind the bombings as Supergirl. She confronts Lord, who implies the threads were used to test her skills. He also vows to find the person important to her on the train. Meanwhile, James initially refuses to date Lucy, but Kara uh, convinces him uh, to return to her. After fighting an alien escapee, Kara meets Alex at the apartment to greet the latter's mother, Eliza, for Thanksgiving and invite inviting Wynn due to his lack of plans. Cat goes shock jock, Leslie Willis is demoted by Cat uh, to tra traffic reporting after a controversial bashing of Supergirl. During a severe thunderstorm, Kara tries to save Leslie, but lightning strikes them both, imbuing uh, imbuing Leslie with electromagnetic powers. She takes the lame live, uh, live wire and tries to take revenge on Kat, but Kara stops her and she's imprisoned at the DEO. Kat and Kara become closer and Alex tells Eliza in a fit of rage at the dinner table that she is actually working for the DEO and Eliza reveals to Alex and Kara that her husband Jeremiah offered himself to work for Henshaw in exchange for Kara's safety and then mysteriously died. Alex and Kara decide to investigate Henshaw and they find the truth about Jeremiah's death. And yeah, and find the truth about their, uh, Jeremiah's death. Kara hurts a civilian due to her uncontrolled anger, because yes. Sam Lane, Lucy's father and also a military general, arrives at the DO with her as, as his attache, demanding Supergirl let them test her powers by fighting an android called the Red Tornado, which is invented by T.O. Morrow. She overpowers Red Tornado and this leads to Sam firing Morrow. Sam is later attacked by the Red Tornado, but Kara saves him, and the DEO realizes that the tornado Red Tornado is actually a drone controlled by Morrow. Alex and Kara engage Morrow and the Red Tornado, respectively. Alex kills Morrow, making the Red Tornado engage Kara without control. She uses her heat vision at full force to destroy it, and Lucy resigns from military service in order to stay with James. 
Kara finds out that her powers have diminished when she cuts herself and starts bleeding. Meanwhile, Wynn informs Kara and Alex that Jeremiah and Hank went on a mission together in South America where Jeremiah died, deducing that Hank was the last person to have seen him alive. As Kara tries to adapt to a life without her powers, an earthquake hits National City and Wynn informs Kara that she needs a rise of adrenaline in her blood to regain her powers. The team, uh, the team begins saving the CATCO staff upstairs by the elevator shaft from where James falls after saving everyone. Kara regains her powers and saves him before rushing to help other citizens. To help the citizens. Wynn becomes jealous of the intimacy between these two, and afterwards, Kara is attacked by Astra and her operatives. Meanwhile, the earthquake causes a DEO prisoner by the name of Jem, who has psychic abilities to read and control minds to escape. Hank locks the facility and takes the team to engage Jem, with the former being the only survivor. This causes Alex to become more and more suspicious of Hank. She looks him in a room. She locks him in a room and engages Jem alone, being overpowered. Hank arrives in time and kills him. And he explains to her that he is the sole survivor of an alien species, and his name is John Johns. The real Hank Henshaw died after killing Jeremiah, who had turned against him to protect John, who assumed Hank's shape and identity. Kara is overpowered by Astra and escapes. In the second duel, the former defeats the uh, the latter and brings the D and brings him to the DEO, where the latter states that all she wanted was to save Krypton, the same thing she wants for Earth. She also reveals that Alora used Kara to arrest the former. Kara confronts the interactive AI of Alora, who refuses to confirm that Astra's plan uh, could have worked. It was revealed that Astro wanted to get arrested in order to divert attention from her husband, Non, and his team from attacking Lord Technologies. Kara rushes there and engages them. Kat's emails are hacked and her personal information is leaked to the press and Kara finds out that the chairman of the board was behind the hack and provides Kat with evidence by the help of James, Lucy, and Wynn, and this leads to the chairman's arrest. Kat also finds out from the leaks that Kat has a 24-year-old son named Foster, Adam Foster. Kat reveals to Kara that she has found the latter's alter. She's found out about the latter's alter ego because I can figure it out. I'm a writer. Nan overpowers Kara and leaves with Hank. Lord sends the DEO away from his facility, vowing to defend him himself, and returns to a secret experiment that he is conducting. Nan offers to trade Hank for Astra, but Sam, who is placed in charge of the DEO by the president, refuses. He tortures Astra for Nan's location and walks into a trap that was placed by Nan. Kara is distraught over by uh, distraught over both her and her defeat, both her defeat and the fact that Cat will fire her unless she is convinced that Kara is not Supergirl. Kara goes to the DEO and talks with Astro, who tells her that Alora believed her claim that Krypton was doomed, but sentenced her for illegal methods while promising to work for the cause. Alex and Kara make the trade over Lane's objectives objections and Astra orders Nan to withdraw despite his numerical advantage. Sam and his men leave the DEO. Hank uses his shape-shifting power to present Cat with Kara and Sam, uh, Supergirl simultaneously, casting doubt on her initial deduction of their identities. Kara, James, and Wynn decide to find the secret about Lord who is shown in possession of an alien woman. Wynn's father, known as the Toy Man, escapes from prison, leaving the former a message to meet him. Wynn tells the FBI about it and they find it's a trap. Kara saves him. 
Wynn reveals that his father's boss, Chester Dunholtz, stole his toy designs, leading to the toy men trying to kill Dunholtz and killing other people instead of go and going to jail. The toy man kidnaps Wynn and demands him, uh, demanding him to attend a ceremony to kill Dunholtz and threatening to kill other guests by the bombs he is planning. Kara manages to save the guests and have the toy man arrested. Lucy accepts Kat's job offer and Wynn addresses his feelings to Kara. Alex goes to dinner with Maxwell, giving Hank the chance to infiltrate Lord Technologies by shapeshifting into Maxwell. He finds the woman and takes pictures, but is forced to clear a security memory, a security guard's memory, to escape without arousing suspicion. Maxwell then is then revealed to be monitoring Alex using a camera and microphone he planted in her purse, and he finds out about Supergirl's identity because uh, it's stupid people. <laughs> Miranda Crane, an anti-alien senator, arrives in National City and is attacked by an alien. You, know, you see what I mean? Evil, evil aliens, evil, evil aliens. Kara <coughs> 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 uh, saves Crane, brings him to the DEO, and Hank reveals to Alex that a that the alien is a white Martian whose species wiped out the Queen Martian. Hank's Hank species, you know. Uh, Kara finds out that the crane, in, that crane inside the DEO is actually the white, is actually the white who is a shapeshifter. The white escapes, abducting Alex. Hank proposes a trade of himself with Alex, which white, to which the white accepts. Kara interrupts the exchange, giving Hank the chance, the chance to, um, to attempt to kill the white. But Kara dissuades him, and the white is incarcerated at the DEO. Crane withdraws from her anti-alien initiative, and Kara and Wynn become distant to each other. Adam pays a visit to Kat due to receiving a letter which was actually written by Kara. Adam and Kat find it hard to develop a, a relationship, but Kara helps them reconcile. Adam asks Kara to a date which she accepts, and an identical Supergirl starts appearing in National City. It's revealed that the new Supergirl is, Mac is the woman Maxwell has been experimenting on and has brainwashed her with the sole purpose of killing the prime supergirl cat titles her bizarro who later witnesses supergirl saving civilians and realizing that supergirl is not a bad person as maxwell has dictated uh to her however maxwell convinces her to continue hunting supergirl bizarro attacks carl when she is out with adam making her realize that maxwell knows her identity the deo uses kryptonite on bizarro who face who face gets demoted instead and manages to escape. Sorry, whose face gets deformed and manages to escape. Kara decides to end her relationship with Adam. Maxwell advises Bizarro to use a person Supergirl cares about so she kidnaps James. Kara arrives and engages with her before Alex uses a modified kryptonite to weaken Bizarro who is rendered unconscious and kept inside the DEO. Alex brings Maxwell to the DEO and locks him up so he threatens Eliza indirectly. Back at her apartment, Kara is attacked by an unknown creature. The creature is revealed to be the Black Mercy, places Kara in a dreamlike state that has her imagining she is on Krypton. The Black Mercy is part of a plot by Nan, who is using Earth's technology to launch Myriad, Mirad, or whatever the fuck it is, which he and Astra are planning to use to wipe out humanity. Astra secretly informs Alex of the Black Mercy, and the latter enlists the help of Hank, Wynn, Maxwell, and James to save Kara, with Alex entering Kara's mind to pull her out and bring her back into reality. When Kara comes back, she seeks revenge on Nan and stops him, who escapes after uh, who escapes with after revealing the word Myrad, or whatever the fuck it is. Elsewhere, Astra engages Alex and Hank, 
who fights as a Martian Manhunter. The former overpowers him before Alex impales her with a kryptonite sword, killing her. Carl arrives and Hank tells her that he killed Astra instead of Alex, who starts to feel guilty over whether she should tell Carl the truth. Nan vows revenge on Carl in the wake of Astra's death. Kara and Nan pay their final respects to Astra as he vow and he vows to kill her after he finishes his after he finishes mourning. Kara, Alex, and John track down an armored alien known as the Master Jailer, whom they discover was a guard at Fort Ross. He is now a vigilante that kills the alien fugitives, including those convicted of non-violent crimes such as a professor that was sentenced for drug smuggling. Kara confronts the jailer, but he takes her prisoner and plans to execute her for not joining him. The DEO pinpoints their location and Kara is able to save the professor and defeat the jailer. Alora refuses to reveal anything about the Marad and Kara ref uh, realizes that she cannot forgive John for killing Astra. Meanwhile, Kat assigns James and Lucy to investigate Maxwell's disappearance. Tensions between James and Lucy develop after he reveals his knowledge of the DEO and his friendship with Supergirl. The DEO releases Maxwell, threatening to disclose his criminal activity if he reveals Supergirl's identity or the DEO's location. Kara finds competition in Kat's new first assistant, Siobhan Smith. Smythe. Whatever the fuck. Smythe. Yeah, Smythe. A hacker steals the personal information of several people and gives it to Kat for disclosure, which she refuses. The hacker turns out to be an alien named Indigo with the ability to use the internet for traveling and announces her decision to destroy a national city. Kara leaves the DEO and enlists the help of James and Lucy to stop Indigo while DEO enlists to win for it. Lucy realizes that Indigo's intention in hacking was only intention was hacking one person, a military general with access to the nuclear arsenal. Indigo infiltrates the nuclear base using the general's cell phone and launches missiles towards uh, uh, towards National City. Kara stops it using the DEO's help and when uploads a virus to Indigo, destroying her after she reveals to Kara that it was she who, who helped Kara's ship exit the Phantom Zone, which in turn facilitated, uh, facilitated Fort Ross's expulsion. Kara decides to rejoin the DEO and Alex reveals the truth about Astra. Being forgiven by Kara, Lucy ends her relationship with James, accusing him of, of loving Kara. Wynn and Shaban develop a relationship and Nan recovers Indigo's pieces and revives her because I, I'm evil. What kind of villain name is Nan, bro? Like, oh shit, it's Nan. No, bro. Like, no, oh, shit, it's some fucker named Nan. Who the fuck is that? Like, Anyways, after helping fight a warehouse fire, Supergirl inadvertently comes into contact with Red Kryptonite, which overrides her inhibitions. Kara soon becomes more and more cold, shallow, and uh, cynical, which causes Wynn, James, Alex, and even Kat to wonder what is going on with her. Kara goes as far as um, as far as to rat out the backstabbing Shaban by leaking the information that Shaban has been contacting the Daily Planet for information on Supergirl's actions, which results in Cat firing Shaban and denying her a job at the Daily Planet. It soon turns out that Maxwell Lord created the so-called Red Kryptonite in hopes of stopping Nan's next attack. After the compromise, Supergirl makes an attempt on Cat's life. Cat goes on Cat goes on TV and denounces Supergirl. Alex and Maxwell are forced to form an, an uneasy alliance which he tries to help the DEO stop Supergirl. 
After a climactic down battle downtown, the DEO is able to subdue and cure Supergirl, but at the price of Hank revealing himself as the Martian Manhunter. While back, oh sorry, while Kara is trying to um, is trying to win back National City's trust, the hot-headed Marine Colonel James Harper begins an investigation into the John affair with Lucy, having re-enlisted into the army at her previous at her previous rank of, man of major as his legal assistant. Hank John Johns then tells the backstory of how he first met Jeremiah Danvers ten years earlier, while he and Hank were on a mission in South America to find him, and how John took his identity to oversee the. CEO. After her interrogation, the vindictive Lucy implicates Alex with her knowledge about John's real identity. After learning that Hank and Alex are on their way to Project Camdus, Carl finally tells Lucy that she is Supergirl and convinces her to help rescue Hank and Alex. Hank learns that Jeremiah is still alive, so he and Alex go on the run to find him, but not before manipulating Harper into resigning from the Marines and appointing Lucy as the acting director of the DEO. Meanwhile, Shaban tries to get revenge on Carl for getting her fired, but is caught by Wynn and discovers that she has the power to <gasps> Sonic Scream. Shaban discovers that the women in her family are cursed with a spirit with the spirit of a banshee, which she which can only be quieted by killing whoever wronged them. Deciding to kill Kara, Shaban frees Livewire from captivity at the DEO and suggests that they team up to both kill Kara and Kat. Shaban, now calling herself the Silver Banshee and Livewire, kidnap Kat and create havoc on National Parks National City Park. Meanwhile, Supergirl has a run-in with Barry Allen, aka The Flash, a speedster from a parallel universe whom she asks for help to find Livewire and the Banshee. After a climactic fight in downtown Park, Kara is able to subdue him and win back National City's trust. Later, when Kara decides to reveal her romantic feelings for James, she discovers that her and everyone in National City has fallen under some kind of spell, revealed by Nan to be the result of the Myriad. The Myriad has taken effect over a national city and even Superman is under control due to his human upbringing leaving him susceptible to the signal, leaving Kara, Kat, and Maxwell as the only ones immune. As my Max devised, uh, had devised a means of blocking the signal that he gave to Kat and now Kara must find a way to stop Nan, but Maxwell is looking for a way to destroy Kryptonians with a kryptonite bomb, even at the risk of killing other humans because... I'm a madman, and now uh, you're CW writing. Cat objects and uh, uh, prompts Kara to find an alternative. Yeah, an alternative. The effect brings fugitives Alex and John back after Alex tells Eliza the truth about Jeremiah, Hank. Sorry, about Jeremiah and Hank Henshaw. Uh, when Indigo senses the two returning, she defeats John, but takes Alex and places her under mind control as Nan's payback for Astra's death. Kara fights Alex, who is controlled by Nan. Eliza pleads with Alex to stop as Alex is about to kill Kara with the Kryptonite sword, which breaks Nan's control over her. Uh, the team learns that the hope to finding. Sorry, that the hope is. Sorry, I, I keep messing up, but. Um, cool. The team learns that hope is the key to stopping my red. Yeah. Hope. Hope. Supergirl inspires the citizens of National City by waking them from the Myra trance. However, Indigo convinces Nan to kill all the humans on Earth by increasing Myra's frequency. 
Max warns Kara that she might not survive a solo fight with Nan and Indigo. John later insists on helping her. Kara and John confront Nan and Indigo at Fort Rods, which is powering, uh, which is powering, uh, Myred. Mirad, whatever the fuck it's called. Kara defeats Nan in a heat vision battle. <laughs> And John rips Indigo's body apart. As Indigo dies, she reveals that she locked she, that she locked the system, so Mary can be cannot be shut down. Kara flies Fort Rots into space, rendering Myrid hum uh, completely harmless. Alex rescues her uh, using Kara's pod, and afterwards, John is reinstated as director of the DEO and gives and Cat gives Kara a promotion. Season ends with Kara celebrating at her house, and where a pod similar to Kara's crashes near. Uh, National City. When Carl opens the pod, she is shocked to find what is inside, and that's that's season one, I guess. Hey, finally, Jesus Christ, man, I'm so tired. <laughs> I've been talking into this mic since three o'clock. The rating on a scale of one to ten, I've got to give Supergirl season fart. I mean, one a. Right. Well, well, we'll just we'll just make this really really quick. And um, yes, I recorded this part the same day as I recorded the the, the rating of the Flash season two. And this is after I got a somewhat decent, better mic than the one I just used earlier this episode. Why did I not bother to edit it? Because I just I, um, it's not that I didn't bother to edit it. It's just I didn't have a mic, and I really don't want to recap all of that. With the new mic, so um, yes. Anyways, um, so uh, five out of ten. Supergirl season one receives a five out of ten, and here is why. So first and foremost, the reason why I give it such a mediocre rating would have to be well, while the acting and the choice of actors is somewhat diverse, and um, uh. It's just diverse. That's all there is to it, bro. Like, there's it's there's nothing special about this cast. And I, I really don't mean to be fucked up when it comes to, you know, that. But, like, when, when you see a cast and crew of characters, you see the chemistry among them. Not only on screen, but off screen, whether it's behind the scenes footage or anything like that. And with Supergirl, it's just I don't get a fucking chemistry, any chemistry from the actors on screen. And I highly doubt there's anything off screen, so... You know, I, it's, it's, um, and it's kind of ironic considering that a lot of them would post behind the scenes pictures on their Instagrams when filming, you know, so naturally I'm like, yeah, this just feels very forced. This feels, you know, um, I'm getting off topic. This is really irrelevant. I'm so sorry. But anyways, um, yeah, um, just the, the, the chemistry among this crew, on on the show just isn't really it it doesn't feel like it it feels forced and right from the get-go like you could tell like oh yeah they're forcing diversity it's 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 a fucking it's got executives slimy fingerprints all over this shit and that's what this show was that's all it was like that's the only thing they were aiming for, and I really don't mean to be fucked up, but the only reason this show even came to an existence in the first place was so that the executives could seem more diverse. And it, it, it obviously turned out to be a very bad thing because 
Um, not only did it just drag the ratings on their show, they had to push it to the CW, where they eventually let it die out peacefully. But um, anyways, um, it, that's that's just what this show is. It's just it's 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 a grab at it's an attempt to break into what they thought would be popular popping uh you get what i'm saying i know you don't <laughs> um i guess what i'm trying to say is they thought that they this was their attempt to sort of like break into what was mainstream just something mainstream i guess the network cbs wanted to break into what some what seemed to be mainstream and diverse and at the same time empowering and i guess supergirl was what they got and i guess you know why not use properties superhero properties to you know boost boost ratings and whatnot i i got no problem with that you know capitalism i'm all for that shit However, when you're making a superhero movie or show, you want to include someone who, I don't know, maybe has actually read an actual fucking comic book and knows how to write and, you know, has actual decent writing skills and not just a fucking PhD from the university of whatever place. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I say this? It's... It's just so, everything surrounding the show is just so unprofessional. In a sense that these guys had no idea what the fuck they were doing. When it came to Supergirl, they were just looking for a quick cash grab. And in doing so, they they dragged one of DC's properties' names to the ground. Like, you mentioned Supergirl nowadays, people are going to think of this shit. They think of this shit. They don't think, uh, oh yeah, Superman's cousin and, you know, whatever they saw in the Justice League animated, uh, animated movies. No, 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 no. They think of this shit. They think of this shit show. This social agenda fucking madness. All right. They, they, they look at this shit. They don't see, they don't think Supergirl, you know, Superman's cousin, you know, one of the, no, no. They think of this shit. And again. I'm not pinning my blame on the cast members, the actors, they themselves, they did, you know, what they could. But, you know, when you're forced together into a room, there's only so much you can squeeze out of it. And again, that's what these writers did with this show. They just try to squeeze out so much out of a character that just, you know, um, just didn't have much attention, not only in the comics, but in general. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. While it is messed up, like, you got people paying attention on other mainstream female characters, like, like, uh, <clears throat> like Wonder Woman, or Hot Girl, Hawk Girl, or Black Widow, or literally any other character except Supergirl. Like, that's literally the last character, female superhero character that comes to a dude's mind. Like, <clears throat> and like, I'm not just, you know, being a, you know, messed a misogynist in general. No, like, it's just Supergirl is the last person that comes to your mind, you know? Like, you think Batgirl, you think Black, I'm Black Widow, you think Hawkgirl, you think Starfire, you think uh, Captain Marvel, and Supergirl is just, like, the last thing on your mind. Like, it's, it's, it's sad to say, but, you know, that's just, that's just how it, that's, that's just how she's perceived in the superhero community, or at least through my eyes. 
anyways i'm i'm getting way off topic i'm it's just i feel like this is really irrelevant to the review anyways anyways yeah so any element about like relating to this show just feels forced the writing the plot the progression the acting the chemistry between these actors it just feels so forced and while it doesn't really make the story unwatchable, it just makes it boring. It just, it, it makes it, I was going to say unwatchable, but no, no, it just, it just makes it boring. It makes it pointless. It, it just, it just makes it boring, you know? However, there are some good upsides to it, like, you know, Melissa Benoist as Supergirl. I will say that she has done a wonderful job portraying Cara Danvers and what uh what she represents um so you know it's not all completely bad I do have to praise the show for its costume uh costume design the Supergirl suit it's while it's nothing too special it's basic you know nice laid out cape skirt Nothing too extra. And I... So, you know... Costume design's not too bad. One thing I will drag the shit out of on this show... And it's just so funny to me... Would be the motivation for the bad guy. He just wants... Like... <clears throat> take a look at Damien's art. Like, he wanted to destroy the world. Yeah, he wanted to destroy the world... But he wanted to rebuild it while he was at it. Zoom. Yeah, he wanted to destroy the world, but that's because he was fucking psychotic. He he just he he wanted to rule a kingdom. He wanted to have a kingdom. Nah, on the hand, on the other hand, he just fucking wants to destroy the world because well, he he's aliens. What like what is this dude up to? Like you just what want to destroy the world because boy your wife was stupid enough to get herself killed like huh you know what i'm saying like and i guess it, it could fall into the pot podcast the plot category but it ugh, man. it's just bad the show's just bad like the cgi that's another thing i forgot to drag the CGI just is just complete dog shit. I'm sure you guys have seen that video PewDiePie reacting to videos of Supergirl. Like, it's really bad. The CGI, it's... <sighs> Anyways, yeah, that's that's where I'm going to leave it at. A 5 out of 10. Do I recommend watching Supergirl? Um, it 50, it's 50-50. It's I'm, I'm really 50-50 on it. If you're interested in, you know, being introduced to a whole new set of characters, trying to just maybe watch a whole new plot and read a whole new story, then yeah, this, this is all for it. But I do have to say it is boring. It, it's boring. You might find yourself sleeping or looking on your phone or doing something that just, you know, shortens your attention span so you know i'm just joking i'm just joking about that last part anyways yeah so i just don't i don't i don't really recommend it i guess so you know a five out of ten ladies and gentlemen that's uh whatever anyways uh let's take a look at um let's take a look at how 
shows received on Rotten Tomatoes. The show received a reported 92% approval rating with an average rating of 7.5 based on 71 reviews. The website's consensus reads, quote, Melissa Benoist shines, <clears throat> sorry, shines as Superman's plucky little cousin in Supergirl, a family-friendly comic book adaptation that, dis- that ditches cynicism for heart, end quote. Metacritic, which uses a weighted average, assigned a score of 75 out of 100 based on 33 reviews, indicating generally favorable reviews. And I think as far as the Supergirl story goes, yeah, that's pretty much it. Season 2 would be released in the fall or, uh, yeah, in the fall of later that year. And uh, it was it was actually moved to the CW. Wonder why. Um, and fun fact, actually, part of the pilot or scenes of the pilot was actually shot down not too far from where I live. And you want to know how I noticed it? Well, uh, the first time I ever watched the first episode, I was watching. It was like a montage of Supergirl going out and saving people all the while um, uh, designing designing her own um, designing a comfortable costume, you know, a, a decent fit for her. And uh, one of those shots was just uh, it was a shot of like just the street, not too far from here, just a few blocks from where I live right now. But at the time, it was um, it was still in the area of where I live, just you know, not as close. But uh, yeah, it was it was decent. It was it was uh, really cool to look at. But anyways, ladies and gents, that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Before we go, thank you guys all so much for the support. I can't tell you how much it means. So, you know, keep it up. Spread the word. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell everybody. And most of all, feel free to follow us on our Instagram at timeout underscore with Tony podcast. Let us know what you guys want to see. Uh, that's pretty much it for today's episode. I, I think so. I don't even fucking. I don't even care. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that pretty much sums it up for today's episode. Thank you guys all so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Thank you, and most of all, don't drink and drive. Thank. You. Okay, show's over. Please get out. Thank you.